welcome to the Alaska Beagle Ranch. I'm Dave Dorsey, and I manage the ranch located near Wasilla, Alaska. There are presently 13 beagles and one basset on the ranch right now. All of us at the ranch hope you had a good visit from the Easter Beagle yesterday. Alaska Beagle Ranch is the only rescue in Alaska dedicated to beagles only. Thank you to our listeners. This week we have new listeners from Paris, France and Vienna, Austria. Our largest listening cities in the U.S. besides the ones in Alaska are Lexington, Kentucky and Miami, Florida. I hope you like what we have for you here. We do appreciate your support. The Alaska Beagle Ranch has over 700 downloads since we started doing our podcast last November. We are now available on all apps where you listen to podcasts. While we're talking about it, be sure to like, follow, subscribe, review, and maybe send some feedback or ideas. You can also help support our podcast by donating on PayPal at Beagle Ranch 907. Beagles for adoption. Right now, the Alaska Beagle Ranch has zero pups up for adoption. I hope that means that all beagles in Alaska have a happy home. You can see photos of our pups on our Facebook page, Alaska Beagle Ranch, or our Twitter page, at Beagle underscore Ranch. This podcast is dedicated to Lucy. Today is her gotcha day in 2020. Have you ever had an experience where you felt the presence of a pet that had passed away? I came across a podcast called For the Dogs or Whoever, Ghost Dogs and Cats, and it was on Spotify. It was a little corny, and they used language I don't like to say on podcasts, but they brought up an interesting question. Have you had a ghost pet experience? Well, I don't know if you believe in the supernatural, especially when it comes to animals. Some of our most powerful bonds are with our pets. Could those ties even survive death? Could you be sharing your home with the ghost of a previous pet? Let's explore it and see where it takes us. Warning, I get a little emotional sometimes when I talk about pups I've lost. The following was taken from Keen.com. Facts about animal ghost encounters. Why do animals haunt? Most hauntings center around a trauma, a tragedy, or sudden death creates an emotional bruise that traps spirits in time and space. That's why battlefields and historically violent places, such as the Tower of London, are frequently the sites of paranormal activity. Animal ghosts, on the other hand, are less likely to be the result of agony or hurt in life. The majority of household animals' ghosts stick around for more benevolent reasons. Their attachment isn't about past trauma, but a vibrant emotional connection with their owners or their homes. The, the connection between master and pet can be so powerful in life that it borders on telepathy. After death, that spiritual attachment does not fade. That's why the ghost of a pet may act as a guardian angel, a divine protector. For example, animals that are loyal and defensive in life, like Rottweilers, might not see death as a sufficient reason to leave their post. There are stories in the psychic community of phantom barks scaring away would-be home intruders. Most likely, these cries are the defenses of an old pet. Of course, animal guardians don't always want to spring into action until the danger is near. 
Much as in life, they can ease the burden of an emotional struggle with kisses and cuddles. The question is whether an animal's ghost owner can consciously perceive its affection. Not everyone is well attuned to psychic phenomena, so not everyone can experience the presence of an animal ghost. How long do animal hauntings last? Some animal ghosts stick around just until they feel their owners are ready to go it alone. Some pet owners experience a warm spot in the place where they recently dis- their recently deceased dog or cat used to sleep, and this will occur for only a few days or weeks. Animal mediums generally interpret this as an assurance from the pet spirit that has found the afterlife. Other animals stay longer. They may feel their owners still need them, or they may be quite comfortable and happy in their old homes. When a family moves houses, sometimes the ghost of the family pet will accompany it. Undoubtedly, the animal ghost attachment to the old house will wane without the master's presence, and the intensity of such hauntings will typically dwindle. This is not a bad thing. It means the animal ghost has advanced in its spiritual journey. Hauntings that are relatively low energy may appear only as apparitions in the same place, like a video set on your replay. If you're, con- if you're consistently sensing a phantom tabby cat run through your living room, that might be the full extent of the haunting. New Home, New Haunting If you recently moved into a new home, you could encounter a host of mysterious noises and warm spots if the previous owner kept a small zoo. Unless the activity escalates to bothersome levels, these spirits usually offer positive energy. Most homeowners who inherit a benevolent haunting find it unnerving at first, but eventually they acclimate to the presence of spirits and even embrace the situation. Although it's rare, there are animal spirits who have been hurt or abused in life. These ghosts are more likely to be troublesome and frightening than the spirit of your old golden retriever. Like all troubled spirits, the best way to quell their negative energy is with understanding and acceptance. A medium can help you get in touch with the animal ghost to discover what it requires to move on. Before enlisting a medium, though, be sure the medium knows it's an animal case. Not all practitioners are equally skilled in animal communication. Connecting with an animal ghost. If you think you are living with the spirit of a previous pet, yours or someone else's, you may wish to attune yourself to the spirit's energy. Although you may not be able to communicate with it as clearly as a skilled medium, you might find harmony and guidance from its presence. There are a few ways to improve your connection. A psychic training will strengthen your sensitivity to paranormal activity. Consciously, welcome the spirit into your home will also boost your bond and ease any tension, especially if you're working with the spirit of a previous tenant's pet. Whenever you're dealing with an animal ghost, remember that you are working with a remarkable spirit capable of affection, protection, and caring. I found this article very comforting. I've lost five of the best beagles ever here at the ranch. Most recently was Cooper, who lived here about seven years. I called him the head of security. He was always on watch, 
and he had two favorite places to lie in the house. One is on a large round dog bed in front of the front window, and one was in a cubby on the balcony on the third floor. Both gave him a good view of the front yard, or what I called his domain. His death was coming because of cancer, and as time went by, he got weaker, but he stayed on guard to the end. After he passed away, I thought I saw him several times as, a, as I walked by either of those places. Of course, when I investigated further, nothing was there. I would like to think he's still performing his duties as head of security. Cooper had bladder cancer, and the medications he was on made him drink a lot of water. Sometimes when the water bowl was empty, he'd knock it over, and he would let out a wolf every minute or so until I connected, corrected the situation. Even at 2 a.m. in the morning. As his condition progressed, he would let out a wolf around 3 a.m. I'd get up and walk with him downstairs while he got his drink and then go outside. I'd stay up until he came back in. The other morning, I went downstairs and the water dish was laying on its side. I sure miss Cooper. <clears throat> Have you guys had any experience? Send me an email at akbeagleranch at gmail.com. I'll read it on our next podcast. It's time for Beagle Spotlight. Lucy came to ABR in April of 2020 from Alaska Cat and Dog Rescue. I got a call from Megan at BCA Far Country saying there was a beautiful beagle that was surrendered there and it would be going to AK Cat and Dog the next day. I contacted them the next day saying I mourned her. We did the paperwork and in a day or so, Lucy came to the ranch. Lucy was a senior pup, a beautifully colored lemon beagle. I was told she still had a urinary tract infection and continued taking antibiotics until they ran out. Lucy had a beautiful dogality. I mean, personality, of course. Her bark in a rule was awesome. After a week, I noticed she was still drinking a lot of water and squatted for a bit before she'd start peeing. I made a vet appointment thinking she was not over her, the UTI yet. The vet agreed and more antibiotics. A week later, there was no change and back to the vet and we decided to do an x-ray. Bladder cancer. They referred us to Tier 1 Medical Center. Dr. Schmidt took the case and told me of all the ups and downs. One was she had an overactive thyroid and it had to be correct before any cancer treatment could be accurate. Dr. Sorrentor was a surgeon and she recommended removal of at least one of the four thyroid glands. So we went for it. Lucy did well in surgery and recovery. Next was to start chemo and maybe later radiation. The cancer was blocking some of her liver and the concern was that it would block it all together. Every two weeks we went in for chemo and after a bit we were making progress and almost the verge of remission. The, the cancer was reciting, but not as fast as we would like. We went back every few weeks for more chemo, and then it wasn't reciting anymore. We got more aggressive for radiation. The cancer wasn't spreading, but it wasn't reciting. Then one visit, Dr. Schmidt came in after taking an x-ray and had a long face. The cancer had spread. My heart dropped. He talked of alternatives that we had, but you could tell he wasn't recommending them. We stopped all treatment. For about two months, she acted the same as she always did. 
I had to bribe her to eat, but she was eating less and losing lots of weight. Finally, she was getting weak enough to where she was having trouble getting up and wasn't stable. I carried it out the yard to go potty and then called Dr. Schmidt and told him it was time. I cried. Dr. Schmidt cried. And the two technicians helping cried. She crossed the bridge while laying in my lap. She was such a special pup. She was a strong fighter to the end. I'd like to thank my sister Diane for the encouraging conversations we had after the vet visits on our drive home. Also, thank you to the many people who donated to Lucy's Battle. Our friends at Eagle River Automotive held a fundraiser for her. Without everyone's donations, we couldn't have gone as far as we did. Oh, and thanks to Dr. Schmidt and his staff, they were wonderful. Even the office manager, Brittany, was doting to Lucy's cause. Lucy had a lot of wonderful people pulling for her. Shout out. Shout out to my friend Deanna, who's going through a hard time right now. She's Snoopy's mom and a big supporter of the Big Beagle Ranch. When you get down on your knees tonight, and whoever you say your prayers to, ask them to send some good times her way. Alaska Beagle Ranch is a nonprofit, and we depend on donations to help us with our mission. What is our mission? Our mission and our goal are for every beagle, especially in Alaska, to have a happy home. For our beagles to be happy, they need to be healthy. We only adopt healthy beagles, so we need your help in paying their medical bills to get or keep them healthy so they can find their forever home. Beagles that can't be adopted become resident beagles at ABR. The medical food and upkeep can be costly. We know that the economy isn't as good as we would like it to be. Just a few dollars add up and goes a long, long way. You can find us on PayPal at Beagle Ranch 907 or go to our Facebook page of Alaska Beagle Ranch and you can find links to PayPal and our Amazon wish list. Looking for a sponsor? If you have a business or product that is dog related and you're looking to sponsor or advertise on a dog related podcast and you like ours, give me a call, Dave 907 202 4226. It can be dog food, treats, daycare, training, or whatever. doesn't have to be strictly for beagles, so let's talk about it. We are also looking for some wonderful fosters. There can be a lot involved in being a foster, so think it over. Some of our beagles might have special needs, like having to go to the vet, or they might need to take meds, or maybe it might need some additional training. Of course, they always need some good loving. Sorry, but you must live in the Matanuska, Susitna Valley area, specifically near Wasilla or Palmer. Email me at akbeagleranch at gmail.com or call us at 907-202-4226 for more information. Remember, our goal is for every beagle, especially in Alaska, has a happy, happy home. Thank you for listening to the Alaska Beagle Ranch. If you know of a beagle needing a good and happy home in Alaska, put the owners in contact with us. If you know someone who is looking to get a beagle, please share our podcast with them. All the episodes will tell you what you need to know about beagles. If you have any questions about beagles, and if they are right for you, email me at akbeagleranch at gmail.com or call us at 907-202-4226. You can follow us on Facebook at Alaska Beagle Ranch or on Twitter at Beagle underscore Ranch. Be sure to like, Follow, subscribe, review, and maybe send some feedback or ideas. See you all at the Alaska Beagle Ranch next week.